You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Are you ready? You need to stop asking me that. <laughs> are you ready? Because you're ready, yes. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want them to hear the marriage overtones here? I asked. I asked you five minutes ago. Are you nearly ready? You said yes. And then, no. Then five minutes. No, past you're and... not telling the right story. What did I say? Yes. No. What did I say? Yes, what were the I'm words? Nearly ready. No, I said almost. And then you turned around. You settled yourself. Five minutes later. And then you go. Okay. Are you ready? And I said I didn't say I was ready. I was almost ready. There's no time limit on that. But because you decide where it's time, it's time. You've got so. something about Mary Fringe. Great. Changing the subject. That's classic husband behavior. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ready. Let's get this show on the road. So what's your after... What's your... What's your... What's your before the show discussion? I just said it. You bossing me around. <laughs> Basically. All right, then. So moving on. We didn't on, really it's... have one, did we? No. We were trying to decide um, some movies that were related to this movie. I think that was about it. And Could. you were watching a video. Listening to it, there wasn't much of a discussion. All right, because so I wasn't ready. So it's Sunday, August the twenty first, two thousand and eleven. This is after the show number one hundred and eighty six. The movie we're looking at this week is Trust on Blu Ray. It's a two thousand and ten movie released on Blu Ray uh, on the twenty sixth of July, two thousand and eleven. It's rated R, and its tagline is "What took her family years to build, a stranger stole in an instant." Good tagline? Yeah. I don't know if it's a good tagline, but it does explain to me. Yeah, it's kind of catchy, I suppose. Some of our friends at Millennium Entertainment, and you are going to give us the synopsis of this movie. Mm. Predators in a movie. You mean like alien? Like- no, Predator. <laughs> the television show. Oh, you know, to catch a predator. To catch a predator, yeah. Sleazy, sleazy assholes on the internet. Seeking out young girls. Are we talking pedo, the movie? What's that? Pedophile, the movie. Don't make jokes about that. It's horrible. Don't give them nicknames and shit. They're motherfuckers. That's what, that's what <laughs> that show is. It's full of pedos, right? Yeah. Why, do we, why are we nicknaming them? Not a nickname. That's what they say on that show. Pedophiles? Yeah, but they say pedos. I don't know why. Well, I, I've I, never heard that and I've watched it many times. I but. have. Hansen says that. Watch some clips of it. Mm-hmm. He says pedos. Anyway, uh, so what did you think of this movie? Well, you when it was over, you're like, I liked it. And I'm like, I don't know sure if that's the word. I mean, it's a well-made movie, no doubt. But it's very oh, sure. Let's, let's give it a, a brief what it's... What, I what, just did. No, I mean, actually, what it's, it's concerning a family. Mm-hmm. Um, an average American family. A little a, bit above average. They're the kind of American family I always see in movies. Yeah, they're above average, for sure. Right, like posh, then. A little bit, yeah. Um, that father's an advertising executive, uh, mother's a... Looks like real estate agent. Yeah, real estate agent. Um, you know, well-to-do, decent house. Um, and it's about the perils of the... Basically, the perils of letting your kids use the internet unsupervised, right? Teenagers. Um, I disagree. That's the element of it. But it's more about just the name of it, really. Trust. And it's a new... Today, we have a new thing we need to worry about. But it's not just about that. It's about that. No, I'm not saying it's just about that. I'm saying this movie concerns 
a young girl who uses the internet unsupervised, ends up in some chat rooms, etc., becomes a victim of a predator. Right. Um, so I just wanted to give some basis of what the instead of just saying it's catch a predator a movie because that doesn't really say anything. Um, so I think what was really good about it is it's really respectfully made. Yes, and it's sir. not like sensationalized. It's it's more like just following this family, getting to know them. It actually happens fairly slowly and interest like it would, I guess, in real life, right? Um, you know, brief. Like you up, see yeah. him, you see her talking to him on these chat rooms, and they do an interesting thing where they put the chats up on the screen in text while the acting's going on, which I liked. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you're getting a lot of information. You're reading these things, and they're acting at the same time, so you're getting a lot of information in one scene. Um, and then, you know, it slowly unfolds as things aren't quite what they seem on the other end of the um, chat screen, and then it just it is this. The scene, you know, we have to mm-hmm. kind of spoil it. But the, the well, let's say if you don't want to know really what happens throughout the movie, then stop now, go watch it, and then come back. And the scene where, you know, a violation occurs was done really well. I thought mm-hmm. Very, it's so und- it's so disturbing. You can't like even not in a mental way. Yeah, more of you don't see what happens, but you. No, I mean, you do kind of see what happens, but it's not like a graphic. Mm-mm. But it's even worse that way, because it just looks at the wall for a little while while you hear the noises, which is, it's freaky. It's but like, it's not just looking at the wall. That is an actual thing that happens when girls or yeah, boys... Yeah, I know, but... Oh, well. It's I'm spo- just saying. Right. It's not just looking at the wall. It's like, she's focusing on the wall, because that's what happens to you and you. And then, what I really loved about it was that it wasn't so straightforward, and... Um, the relationship between the father and the daughter was the best thing because there's real things in there like, you know, she's literally been violated, but she's a young girl and she doesn't really understand um, relationships, etc. So to her, she kind of hasn't been. like it, it. And the father obviously sees it from the father's side of, I want to kill this asshole, mm-hmm. you've been violated. And he can't understand how she... Doesn't get it, yeah. Doesn't, you know, and there's those scenes where she's saying something and he's kind of looking at her as though to say, like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, Yeah, like, yeah, because he's also a grown man. Yeah. And he knows men. And he knows the, you know. They do an interesting thing with his boss at work who, when Mm -hmm. they're in a restaurant, you're in a meal. Everything, 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 everything you're watching shows in real life how we are... Hypocrites. We are we are like drowned in constant images of sex, women's bodies, um, in language around locker rooms and sporting events and offices and like that asshole boss. Not I don't think he's his boss, but you know, coworker guy, boss, whatever. Where he's really hitting on this young waitress, even though she's obviously very young, but he's just like, oh, fuck off, you know, what's the big deal? And it's just, and it really is true. Everything. But then when the son... And the thing about the daughter is we're assuming she's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. When even the parents are aware that their teenage son has been so drunk and now he's gone off to college and he's drinking a lot and, well, we just kind of have to it's trust. It's real, though. That's We hard. have to yeah. trust because he's a dude. He'll be fine. Because girls are different, you know. The girl, it's like we are trusting that we have done everything we can and she's safe and protected. And the trust goes everywhere. Like, 
I was thinking even the advertising thing where he's done this campaign where it's just overtly sexual. Even he questions. Even he questions like this campaign. He's the violation of trust between like a consumer and like his company for just slamming you with these images. Like it's all about. It's basically the trust like, is all different. It's basically kinds. like a advertising campaign for a clothing company where it's underwear and stuff. young, very young looking males and females in just topless with yeah. just tights on or something underwear and pants and it looks really you know graphically it's the kind of thing you see in magazines right and because the movie's name is trust that's what was running through my mind every time that we trust things sometimes to the point of becoming brainwashed by things because all of a sudden not all of a sudden but slowly those things become acceptable too imagine if 1952 some of the ads we see today were to th- go up on a billboard. People will be outraged, right? right? Yeah. But because over the last four, five, six decades, it's been a little bit more and a little Sexiness. bit more and a little bit more. And we talk more about porn and we swear a little bit more. And it just, it's sort of, it's the same as her slowly becoming indoctrinated to his, the idea that he's not who he says he is. It's a little bit awkward for her. But because, you know, it's trusted. It's, it's I, a good, good I really, title. I really like... Like, the film's intricately woven, too, because there's a lot of things. Even, like, a very small scene where she's been shopping with the girls at the mall and the girls have talked her into buying a sexy bra. Yeah, Because exactly. it'll make her more popular with the boys. And yeah, yeah. The mother has to have a little talk with her about, like, you know, that's yep. not really... All these little things are in there all the time, aren't they? You know, and it's always pointing at, like... Is society to blame for making us too trusting or... But what's society? Society is advertising. Society is television. Society is movies. Society is what's in your living room and what you're watching on TV and how your mom and dad and the people around you respond to it. If your dad is 36 and he sees a sexy picture of a girl, woman... Any young woman and says, "Mm, I really like to do her. And you've got a 10-year-old boy standing there going, oh... All right, so that's how my dad and that's and the mom goes, "Oh, come on." But it's lighthearted and it's no big deal. You're constantly teaching young people. But this girl is just like every other girl. And inside, it's all a big puzzle. Like I don't understand anything like that's going on. And so every everything's coming at her, the parents input, the the bitchy girl. She doesn't understand what happened really. I and mean, she's she- got one good young person in her life, her friend. Yeah, that young girl has knows exactly what's what up. To, yeah, I yeah. mean, absolutely willing to risk. I mean, that was the most admirable, and she gets no time at all, really, in the movie. But that is the key, in my mind. She's the key character to the whole movie because in life, as a friend or as a bystander, you see things going on with people, and we all just kind of let it slide. You see your friend, and you think, "Well, why she got that bruise on her face?" And you know the husband did it. And you just go, well, it's none of my business. But this friend, not not big and not overt. It just wasn't a, like a big deal, just as a matter like of fact. Like she says, I just didn't know what... I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I, and she knew it was wrong. And so, to me, that was something I hope people don't overlook. Because it's a massive element to the whole thing. I personally think... I li- that's what I liked about it. It was really respectfully done. It wasn't done for shock value or any of that. It was obviously from... Well, we know who it was from, but mm-hmm. it, it was from a... You could tell it was yeah, from a... Yeah, I agree. Like... A knowing place. If you are a parent with teenage daughters, 
I couldn't see anything wrong with sitting down and watching this. Yes, I agree. It's, yes, it's graphic, slightly. I mean, it's the, the topic. It's, it's a wiggly kind of movie. If you were watching, with I'd a feel teenager, awkward sat still... with my teenage daughter <laughs> watching it. But like David Swimmer, who's the director, says, if this movie just does anything like spur some conversation after the fact with families, or just you know, say you're a parent and you do watch this and you think, crap, I'm not really concentrating on my teenage daughter. Who knows what she's up to? Like, maybe pay a bit more attention. It's it's done its job, really, you know? It, because it, we trust. Yeah, exactly. The name of the movie, I even thought about halfway through, I thought, if you name the name of this movie, if you change just the name of the movie to Blame, that the whole thing would be, and do the exact same movie, but the vibe... Because you can point blame, 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 blame all along the way too. If you if you look at it from that perspective, but they it's swapped around to where it really is to me. I mean, it just occurred to me like, well, there's a lot of people blaming, and you want to blame and you want to point fingers, and yet it's all about that trust that got broken. And you know, it's a good. Um, it also um, stirs up emotions while you're watching it. Like one minute, I cried one minute, the whole time. one minute, I'm totally creeped out because it's creepy as fuck when she meets him. That whole scene where he just sits and talks to her in the mall, it, freak, it was freaking me out completely. Because you could see in her what she's trying to... Um, well, she thinks, he's yo- she thinks he's younger than he actually turns out to be when he turns up in the mall. How old is he, would you say? 35. Yeah. And you can see on her face. She's struggling Disappointment. with... Disappointment. I know this is probably wrong. But he is the same person when he's talking. Yeah. Like, but disappointment that he that he's lied to me. The whole thing, you see it. And even then, even as she was looking at him, I got this vibe. Like, mm, we didn't hear all the conversations. There must be more to their conversations than we know. And then later, she find that's out confirmed. Later. Yeah, and I was just... And she she did that to me. I got on her face. Yeah. This look of embarrassment. You're as old as my dad, and I said those things to you. Yeah, yeah. And yet you said those things to me and now I'm a little bit flattered and I'm creeped out. And, you know, all of those just came rushing right to the blood all rushed to my head like, oh, my God, get away from her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was pretty awful. Oh, my God, it's so traumatic. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting also how they portray the police's involvement in it mm-hmm. realistically. As in, yes, we can do what we can do, but generally we won't find these people. It just... You know, they're very anonymous. They, they're they clever. They hide the tracks. You know. But we're as relentless as they are. We just have to use different tools. You know? Yeah. You can't just think it's somebody and go beat the shit out of him. Because yeah, it just and, doesn't you know, work that Just way. because we find, like, semen or whatever on something doesn't mean that, that we automatically know who that is. Or right. we can go and get them. You know, like, we assume from watching police procedural things that oh they found some semen that guy's going down like, yeah but sometimes they don't even know who the guy is because like, not everybody's in the database no and sometimes they are in the database and they still don't know who they are the semen's right. in the database but the person it matches to is not like so it's i like how it feels helpless yep and the father's going through this and you know at one point i thought it was going to turn into some awful the <laughs> my recommendate one of my recommendations yeah some awful- eye for an eye with the yeah, set, awful yeah. Um, father goes out on a revenge thing, which is very unrealistic. Um, Hollywoody, like he's going to go and blow this. I mean, character. you want him to. You no, do, we but can't you deny don't. It. But they do it perfectly in here because he kind of does, but they do yeah. it in a way where it doesn't. Because he like has to... to question, like he's questioning. And one of the other things is dealt with, I thought brilliantly, because Enchwimmer talks about later too. But I noticed it, like men. 
are different from women, right? Obviously. But men, as per one of our earlier discussions today, there's this thing of like, just give me the details. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we'll fix it. We're done. And when it comes to shit like real life, I mean real life, like this. A girl who's sexually assaulted. A daughter. A 14-year-old daughter. There is no fixing it. No. There is no figuring it out. There is no bullet point. There is no manly way to handle it. You drop all that shit and you get in there and you be a person. Not dad with the fists. Not dad with the poor my poor baby girl or all that shit. You just be a person and you get it. I can't fix it. I can't undo it. I can't. Uh, you know. And, and that's, that's what the movie really goes did. through. With Definitely. The, with Clive Owen's character. He Brilliantly, goes, really. He goes through every um, emotion. He goes through... I've got to go and kill this guy. I've got to go and find this guy, really hunt him down. I've got to um, read through all these chat logs that we've got and... Like absorb it all to figure it out. Yeah. To fix it, fix it, fix it. But and I think the more he does that, the worse it gets, like, inside him. Like, he's, he's you know, you, that, that stuff's hard to read, right? And yeah, and do you think there's a little tiny... It's not addressed, but then I thought of it as another layer. He designed that ad campaign. With the he most, feels bad. There's a point. Yeah, where like, do I, do I have this in me as well? I may never act on it. I would never. But have I looked at young women the same? And then that anger. Yeah, actually, boils it's never up. addressed that, is it? Because when his friend, coworker, or boss, whatever, I couldn't figure out what he was. But um, when he does say, they're at they're at a, a dinner, and he looks at the waitress, the boss guy, and he says. How old are you? Oh, what's your name? No, yeah. What's your flirts name? With her. And she's a young girl, like a 19-year-old girl or whatever. And then he turns to Clive Owen and says, just give me an hour with her ass. And Clive Owen doesn't even react to it, just carries on talking. No, he did. He goes, she's 19 yeah, years he old. Yeah, he does say that. But like, he, he's, he, like he's disgusted. Yeah, so but, he reacts, but, but, he but then they just chum it up, like, immediately. It's not like, he doesn't give him crap, really. He just, it's like that thing about society. Uh, I disagree. Except, I feel like I mean, he was repulsed by it, but then he didn't want to go there with it. So then he ignored it. But I think he was repulsed by it. And then there's this interesting conversation with the boss again, where... Yep, yep that Owen, one was like... Clive oh, Owen tells him that... The daughter's been, you know, he's he's doing shitty at work, and he says, "What's up with you?" And he says, "Well, she's been sexually assaulted." And the guy's like, "Oh my god!" And sits down, all, all like, "Oh," and then he goes, "Yeah." So who was it? He's like, "Well, it's kind of like somebody she knew, and it was on the internet." And he's like, "Oh, thank God for that," as though that's all right. Like, yeah, because in his mind, she was walking down she the street, was somebody beat her up yeah. and raped her. When in fact, that's a real thing, isn't it? To think. It's the same thing. It's exactly the what same. What happened. It's just in a more delicate way or something. But it's not. It's the same thing. People yep. see them separately. So, yeah, there was lots of things. In his face, when he was... He didn't... He just was like... And then he saw his own self in that. Perplexed I by... But no, I think he was like, Oh my God, I, I know exactly what you're saying because I'm kind of thinking... You know, I mean, he's... I don't know, it's really complex, and you can tell. I could tell the whole way through. I didn't know what the origins were, but I felt like this is coming from a knowing place. It kind of, it abbreviates a lot of things. You get to her, you get you go through her emotions pretty quickly. She's devastated, and there's other, you know, self-loathing, and there's the school situation. And they all kind of like boom, 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 which is, they can't really do it any other way in a movie. But you have to show all these effects that this girl's life, you know, that it has in her life. So they kind of cut to the chase pretty quickly through that stuff. It's not but, particularly Hollywoody, though. 
No, small. not Hollywoody. It's just it's, it's like we want to hit all these effects. There's a lot happen. of things to tell you. Like they really do want to touch on lots of things. Like and there's lots of things. Like I say, like the, yeah. like the girl, like her wanting to fit in, so going to this cool party with the um, yeah. cool girls at school, and all the cool girls are talking about sex, and she doesn't feel comfortable with it all. All that being pressured into yeah. being sexy, being getting you know, all you, you know, if you give a blowjob, the same things like that. It's all weird pressure that young girls get like to go and do this stuff um so yeah they do fit a lot and that everybody understands except for you yeah you know and she and then when she comes home from the party and tries to say something to her father her father's busy with his work so that's like the the start of but this guy on the internet he gets it it. all the lines doesn't he yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's he's mr smooth because he's a fucking asshole (laughs) because he's done all of his homework and yeah, it's very creepy, and we've seen to catch. But, anyway, but this one should be insidious. We've seen to catch a predator show, and you know those people are very crafty, aren't they? And um, know what to say on these. You know, when they show you those chat logs on that show, is it is it pathetic that humans, that there are some humans? Obviously, we don't all do it, but I mean that overriding self-indulgent. I want to get my dick hard and get off. Okay, so that would be men. Uh, get my dick hard and get off. And whatever it takes to get that done, I'm going to do it. You know? And that these particular men, it's a small number, I know, when, when you add up It probably isn't world. a small number, actually. But I mean, that that's it. I mean, all it is is about fucking. And that they want to get off. And then it doesn't matter who is devastated or what the, what you've done to this world. It doesn't matter. And all it's about is coming, like getting off. And that's it. I do not, I do understand from that point of view, they're blinded by it. They're driven by it, right? But where does that thing go wrong in those people? Like maybe they were violated as children. I get that, right? Some people will react that way. Not everyone does. It's just so the it's same not- thing as somebody who wants to go and murder a girl. I mean, these guys want yeah, to... Yeah, the hurting... Yeah, anything that hurts someone else, and it's like the thing like that a- you're, you're... The predator, you know, really is, isn't it? Like, they but- got one over on somebody as well. I yeah, guess. exactly, and yeah. They, they trick some... All that is part of it. Yep, yep, the whole process. They probably not get just the, yeah. having sex with the girl. It's everything. Like, the whole chase like that. That you've snagged somebody emotionally. Because that's what gonna- they do, right? And, and every case of it, if they haven't just kidnapped them off the street, yeah, they have roped them in somehow with some, some kind of manipulation smooth talk, like, or, or, and using all those weaknesses we have because they our know lives. how girls, well, young girls, operate, right? And that's it's horrible. It's really horrible. So yeah, this movie, yes, it is. this movie is not like a, uh, as you can tell, we're not like a upbeat on this movie, no. obviously, because it is not an upbeat movie. It's I'm a very... fan of the movie. It's a, it's well made. Yes. Everybody's fantastic. Everybody is fantastic. I think fantastic. everybody should see it, to be honest. I, I especially think parents who perhaps don't pay... A... How about like our 14-year-old nephew? I think it's a good one for him to watch, too, because he's going to be a grown man. And you kind of curled your nose up, but I mean... He's a grown man. He's also going to have friends who are young girls. He's also going to become a young man who has... Who may not, if no one ever explains or shows... And I'm not saying a movie is meant to teach you about life. But if you don't even plant the seed of how your behavior... When it comes to, I'm a dude and I want to fuck everything. Right? No offense. But if that's your attitude and no one ever explains to you or shows you the consequences of that... That you will never know. 
I mean, you will never know unless someone starts to plant the seed in your mind that, yes, you're going to have urges. Yes, you're going to want to have sex. It's primal. It's in us. We're sexual beings. Fair enough. But the thing is, if you go out to parties and you just decide, oh, I want to fuck that girl, and you take her to a bedroom and you fuck her and then you take off and you don't understand why she's crying or why she wants to call you the next day, if no one ever tells you to keep your dick in your pants and think more than you want to screw then you're never going to know. Right. So I think that's not a bad movie for boys or girls. I mean, it's the same thing. I definitely it? think, you know, when you say movies aren't meant to teach you something, I think this one is. Yeah. And I, I think this could be I used I mean, you as shouldn't a, take movies as your life no, lessons. But, but I think this could be used as, like, to sit down with teenagers and I say, agree. this isn't absolutely real life t- ch- children. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch this in class, maybe, or whatever, and say, this is, this is a movie, this has got a lesson to be learned, Everybody should see it. We'll have a talk about it afterwards. Or, you know, your parents sit down and talk to you. Because I think it is a movie that's about learning something. Because, I mean, we know about this stuff. We're adults, right? How did we learn? I learned from watching things on TV, I guess. Uh, Catch a Predator. Because we uh, have never been, you know, victim of that kind of thing. Or the the predator in that situation. I, mean, I don't work in a job that exposes me to that, necessarily. I mean, it's, you know... The very kids are quite like he says about her. She's she had an innocence to her, and a you know, kids do, don't they? Until mm-hmm. a certain point, and um, something always takes. It if away. you're online or whatever, and people are talking to you and giving you compliments and all that kind of thing, it's very easy to fall into that. So yeah, I'm hoping parents of this day and age who give kids a laptop for the birthday when they're 13 or whatever do pay attention to what's going on with that. You know. I mean, I hope, but I'm sure they don't. No, them. it's difficult. You know, I'm, I'm, I, there's something to be said for like parental controls on on um, computers and things like that, just to, you know, or just not even parental controls, just discussing with with them and giving them a basis to go on. Like, you know, it's really like, hard though. Cause like, this is you- a computer. Everybody <laughs> in the world is on the other side of that screen, basically. And there are very bad people in the world. Yeah, and they're not all your friends. They're not all out to be friendly with you. They might seem friendly, but, you know, there's murderers, there's everything there. Yeah, but see, then you think, at what line do I want to cross to start taking away their innocence in the world? Do you want to take innocence away? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard, but, you know, I think you should pay attention. Just like I said, I was discussing with our nephew the other day about keeping the... When he leaves the apartment and his mom's not there, to lock the door. Why? Well, because there are people in the world who will just go in and take stuff. Well, they're going to take it anyway. All come but in if and you, assault But you. if you lock the door, right? And I said there are people who will hurt people and they will... Co- yeah, but if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Now, I partially agree with that. If someone's determined to commit a crime, right? So how do I explain to him that locking your door, it's just a habit. I can't make you do it, but I want you to know the the other side. But that of also it. is a answery backy child response. It to, is, but to a I question. don't know if it's just an answery back thing or what, how you penetrate the understanding without having the person violated. Because we all learn in life as you get. I mean, I guess that's it, isn't it? You learn in life about mistrust and fear because bad things happen to you. I don't get afraid of things from movies. I get afraid of things because things have happened to me. But this, you know? but this movie... And I don't want that to be the way that these people that I love ever have to learn it. And this but. movie even addresses that with that talk he has with her at the very end. Yes. It even addresses how, you know, 
innocence is lost at some point. At some point, it goes. It, you know, you're 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 wide eyed, wide eyed kid, aren't you? With everything to yeah, with the world's not scary at all, and then it just starts to crop up on you that you sh- you know. Well, these days you're taught to be scared of the world because this might happen or something might happen, right? You know, so you can't walk through the world naively anymore, can you? With your eyes wide. I don't open. think you ever could, to be honest. I think we miss. I think it's a mistake to think it's new. It's just a new tool that people. It's can just use. a lot. This world got smaller because of the communication yeah. now, the iPhones and and the, the anonymity is is, you know, there. You know, before but, all this, it was either if you something bad was going to happen, you were going to get snatched on the street, kidnapped, raped in a bush. I mean, it wasn't like... There was no tricking as much. Now it's a new yeah. game, like, for yeah. them. You know? They, yeah. they would have had to grab you out of somewhere or... Which still happens. Yeah. But this stuff, where you're being tricked... Slowly. Is new. I mean, well, it's not new, but it's newish. I mean, it's the last ten years since mainstream... Everybody got a computer. Kids have a computer that they... You mean this this specific thing about being tricked and then becoming a victim of a sexual And then not even it Because happening. we're all victims of being tricked slowly by everything, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Pol- politicians, that's why this he's an advertising executive for a reason, because his yep. job is to trick people. Um, so, yeah, this is really well put together. That's what I'm saying. Every single thing. There's nothing in this movie that's just a throwaway thing. That's why absolutely you have to be on alert all the time. Everything all the way through, every conversation, every little thing um, about all valuable about the bra, the phone, the the school friends, the little party. Everything means something in the movie. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't there wasn't any fluff. It was just Mm -mm. um, really well put together. I think unfortunately the only things I felt were a bit like the brother going to college. The only, but that's about innocence lost, and and yeah, well, but his you know, was acceptable. Not innocence lost, a turning point in your life. And even the girl says, you know, he wants to get drunk and get laid. But that's and you sort of throw real that too. away. That he's going off to college, but it's I'm saying those scenes. There's not a lot of that. That's no, the only one. But what I was getting, what I, what I was getting from them is, um, you have a brother who just sent a young teenage boy to college, and he's also sent teenage girls to college previously. It's a different experience, isn't it, between boys and girls? I mean, it, and they address that in here. That who sent a teenage girl to college? Your brother. Oh yeah, exactly. Sent, yeah. He just sent a teenage boy to college, and he sent teenage girls to college. It's totally different, different experience. Totally. He has a different opinion of the boy and the girls, and he he would say things to the girls that he would not even say to the boys. It, it it's a completely different. Yeah. So they address that in here too, which I liked. You know, a relationship between a father and a son and a father and a daughter is completely different. It's a different deal. So yeah, there's nothing throwaway. It's like they. It's it's like I don't know, and they did it well to fit it all into a brief. You know, it's an hour and forty-five minutes. And you know, when the cop said, "You know, this uh, this is relentless," I was like, "Oh my god!" So is this movie because I cried all the time. Yeah, it's very sad. You just never. It's sad, and it's like. You know, because I'm a woman and I know those emotions and I don't know. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, even at my age and I know you and I love you and I know you have feelings and I know you have a heart and you're a very sensitive person and you're, you know, you would defend anybody. If you had a teenage daughter and this happened to her, you would be just as pissed off. And if the guy I would was do exactly what you did. Exactly. You would be presented with him. You would beat the shit out of whatever. Yeah. You have feelings. But all my life to me, I'll be honest. 
in life experience, as well as movies and whatnot, men are empty. Men are empty. They only care about what's right in front of them and what can give them pleasure and give them self-satisfaction. And if you go any deeper than that with these feelings and emotions and try to do all this stuff like this father's struggling with, they can't cope with it. It's like, and ugh. And so, yeah. With, and I thought, you know, you've got to bridge that gap. I know it isn't true, but we're also brainwashed to that. You just think it. like, And men, I think, are convinced that of the same thing. I don't know. And you're convinced that women are what? Like overly emotional and too talkative and all these things that, well, there's, you know. a, there's also a good scene in here where um, his wife, um, mm. he's concentrating on the wrong thing at this particular time and he needs her to tell him that. And when she does tell him that, he realizes that he is. I mean, it's I mean, a little he, shattering he's, He does the man thing, focus on like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker and, <laughs> and I will do everything in my power to get this guy. Whereas... And While he's doing that, he's not paying attention to his daughter, who's hurting really badly, and he needs his wife to tell him. Because he's coming from, again, what I think of as a male perspective, anger first, and then nothingness. Yeah. I'm angry, I'll fix it, and then we're done. I don't want to hear about it, you, you get over it, you know? And in this instance, he can't undo it, he can't fix it, he can't fix the future, he can't do anything. In fact, all you can do is just... Be there. Like, I don't mean be there, like, emotionally supportive. That's that's understood. I mean, literally, just be physically there. Like, live your life. As the problem arises, find a new way. You know, it's like, it's a really And I like where he says to the daughter, we're, you know, we're having a hard time. And she's like, we're? What are you talking about? I was the one who was raped. Right. We are having a hard time. And that... You know, he was putting it on himself as well. Like, the, the whole... I mean, that my own status, my own emotion. Yeah, he was having own... as bad a time as she was because he was putting it, he was internalizing well, in what happened. In his mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like I say, it's good. It's, it um, is good. Um, so, moving on to the cast, Clive Owen plays Will. He's fantastic Very in this. Very good. In fact, I can't think of a better, I've seen him in a lot of films. I can't think of a better dramatic part that he's ever done. Children of Men, that was pretty good, but. It, it's good, but it's not. It's a specific thing. It's specific. It's sci-fi-ish. Yeah. This is, you know, that's it's got action. This is literally an emotional... This is where you have to part. sell me, as a viewer, the concept that you are the father of a college, high school, and young age child. All three ages. You've been married a long time. Kind of well-to-do, but not fancy. You've got a wife who's kind of groovy. You know, the whole lifestyle. And I'm sold. And I'm he's British, obviously. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, that they I didn't make so him too. suppress that. It's like, and why I really, not? You know, I really why liked not? how they um, what his his boy had a British accent, and he did. Yeah, slightly. Um, oh, I disagree. Like cause... as though he'd lived in both places. It sounded like, and his girl, uh, his daughter wore t-shirts with the Union Jack on and stuff. They kind of wove his. I think the son in. didn't have any accent. He was teasing his dad when he said things with a British accent. Yeah, but it, listen, just listen to him when he was normally talking. Hmm. It sounded to me like he might have been. Well, it's not explained actually if no. that's if that's um, a son that he brought with him or what. Like, it's not explained, is it? What do you mean? It's not explained that that's his. He son came here to way. college and he stayed, and then he married her, and that was it. He said, "No, I'm talking about his son." It's not. It, it's not explained that this son is Catherine Keener's son. It is. I mean, it could have been a son from another marriage, is what I'm saying. No, it isn't. It's is it explained? No. I mean, they met in college, and then they had three kids, and. That's it. I mean, they got married and had the three kids. Right, right. 
I'm just thinking that no, he said, even though it's not explained. He came to America for college. Was that in that deleted scene? No, it was right in the movie. He said, she said, they watched their son at college. And she goes, does that look familiar to you? I was wondering son... why. He did have a bit of a British accent. Maybe he's a British kid. I just didn't hear that at all. I did. Maybe he's a British Not kid. until he, he teased his dad twice. Yeah, it wasn't thing. the teasing because I, I picked up on that. He did a Liverpool accent at one point. Right. Was but, um, no. Um, but you really didn't think he was like their kid. No, she says. No, okay. I did think he was that the kid. One I was scene just thinking where about it. That's... They're at college and they're watching yeah, I remember. the sun. Oh, but you said you didn't know if she said it. She did. I remember now, yeah, but I didn't know. Uh, she could have said two, had two kids for as, as far as I know. I don't remember exactly what she said, is what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she said we met in college and then we've never been apart since. We've been together ever since. Right. <laughs> All right, then, so maybe that kid is just a British actor, actor who's do, poor at doing an American one. And maybe I didn't hear any of that, so... <laughs> I did. I listened to British sounded, person all the time. He sounded like a kid, a British kid, who lived in America for a bit. Like a bit of both, you know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. C- Catherine Keener... It does matter, because it's Catherine part of Keener interpretation plays of the movie. Uh, and she was pretty good. Yes, I like her very much. I always like her. Why are you not even read it? Because you're just you're doing that thing. Like, okay, I mean, don't matter. We don't need to spend five minutes on that. Cause right. It, was, it wasn't that important, was it? So, um... I disagree. All right, but... let's carry it. Let's <laughs> no, spend more time I'm just saying. I'm just disagreeing, but don't dismiss it. So, Catherine Keener plays Lynn. She was really good. I always like her. I don't always. know what else I've seen her in. I mean, I've seen... 40-year-old virgin? That's her. She's the woman. Yeah, I've seen her in hundreds of things, literally. But if you said list ten movies she's been in, I, I couldn't. don't think hundreds. I mean, she hasn't done. She hasn't. It's true. I feel like I've seen her so much, but I couldn't list ten movies. You know, I bet I've seen her in ten movies at least, right? Mm. Couldn't list them though. Forty Year Old sure Virgin is the only one I can think of. Um, she's good in this though. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a highly emotional. And then the girl is Laena Liberato. And she plays Annie, and it's uh, literally her first uh, acting role. Fantastic. Very fantastic. I mean, she has the hardest role in the movie. I mean, she has to do that horrible scene with the... I mean, it's not a horrible scene when you're doing the scene. No, no. But... Yeah. And I'm sure there were lots of trickery things going on where she wasn't put in that position. So (laughs) You just hope. But then she's got the scenes in the psychiatrist's office. Oh my God, yeah. And with the dad having to be... I mean, facing down Clive Owen, first of all, and you are the you're the power person in the scene with the biggest emotion. Um, she's just amazing. Uh, yeah, and it literally is a first. You know, I, I see more of her. She's good. She's really good. Um, Viola Davis plays the psychiatrist lady, uh, Gail Friedman. Very also, good. powerhouse kind of actor. I mean, they picked good actors. They, I mean, there isn't anybody weak here. Oh no, no, nobody. Not even the friends. Not even the. The clicky girls at school, mm-hmm. they pay those perfectly, you know, what you expect from everybody, really. Um, Noah Emmerich, I put him down, he plays Al Hart, who's his co-worker. Mm, from the Truman, Truman Show. Show. yeah. And he plays a good... Creepy co-worker. <laughs> as you say, almost like a guy that you've all met, that's kind of... Guys, very, very common. He's not just that guy, he's every guy. Yeah, that's what me. I'm saying. I mean, you're not a guy, right? Guys talk to guys differently than they do talk to girls, obviously. I've you had mean guys, amongst yourselves? Amongst ourselves. I've had guys inappropriately say shit like that. And it, they seem to think it's alright with other guys. So, you know, it's a weird thing. It's 
it's one of the, it's one of them things that this movie explores, I guess, in, you know, in a small way. Um, so it's directed by David Schwimmer. I've never heard of him. <laughs> Most people will have heard of him. He's from Friends. Uh, what was he in Friends? What was the character? I don't remember. Joey. No. Chandler. That was the other guy. No, nope. the only two I know. You're hitting the other, the other one. Jack. I don't remember his first name though. Yeah, anyway, it was. I'll he was, think of it. He was from Friends, um, and he's the director of this movie. He also directed Run Fat Boy Run, which is a Simon Pegg movie that I didn't see. Hmm. Um, is is it's well directed in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and, and it's we very pivotal. And we saw the extras, and then it kind of became clear. Yeah, why it was of, so good? Because what is he? He is the was it the chairman of the. Rape, uh, rape Prevention Association, or mm-hmm. something like that, um, and he has been for fifteen years, like the American Rape Prevention Association, or and something like that. And he said didn't explain why he was participating in that in his life, but obviously it's a big deal. Personal. He's to been there with cases and dealt with people and victims. And, and he said he's had this movie in his head for years. He wanted to tell this story because of. You know, Particularly a father-daughter part of the story that that just m- amazed him when he saw a father speaking who had his daughter was the victim and stuff and that all just he's like you know I think in his mind it's like this is the this is a real side of it that we never see we never hear of these emotional struggles with it because you know we think about it, I was thinking about it. I came upstairs one time and I thought um you know. Oh, one of my recommendations. I'll talk about it when I get to my recommendations. So, uh, DVD extras, um, there's only two. One's like a 15-minute behind-the-scenes featurette, and one's outtakes. Outtakes seem very inappropriate for this kind of movie, but they're not outtakes as you would think. It's not a gag reel. It's deleted scenes, basically. Um, but the there are, some of them are a little light-hearted. Yeah. Um, but the uh, documentary, uh, behind-the-scenes featurette, sorry, what I was interested in, obviously you learned David Swimmer's you know why he did this movie but what I really liked about it was the tone on the set was very much like the tone of the movie it mm-hmm. wasn't a jokey Mm-mm. everybody was in I think which, the chicken wing scene that we saw was probably the most levity as jokey as it gets. <laughs> and then the Halloween scene the costumes but even that of... turns into a tragic oh I know oh my god um, you just feel the vibe but I felt that vibe on the set is what I'm saying. You know, like, you normally when you see people hanging around the set, they're having fun, they're joking. It didn't look like that. Mm. It looked like... If you're going to be in that tone to make this movie, you can't be ha 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 and then... Unless you're a... Right. So I like, the, I like that because you don't normally see a solemn vibe on a set. You usually see joking around. Yeah, everybody's trying to keep the energy up and yeah, all that, that shit, but... Yeah, but the energy has to be low in this movie. That's the deal, right? It has to well, be... A, it has to be a... I think there has to be high energy for actors to be able to do those emotional things, even if it seems quiet to you. I'd want to feel you depressed, need, though. Yeah, but you need... You don't want depression around you, or you can't motivate. But I think that he took it very seriously, and that seemed to... Yeah. So I like that behind-the-scenes feature, because it did open my eyes to a few things. You know, I've never really thought about David Swimmer as anything, really. I mm-hmm. mean, I, didn't, I wasn't a Friends fan. So... This movie kind of turned me around to wanting to see things that he does because I like that. Ross. Ross. I like that. <laughs> Ross and Rachel, that's why I thought of I was trying to think because Rachel is, what's her face? Jennifer Aniston. That's why I like a film like this because it comes from somewhere, the heart. It, it's, it's not just an empty film. It's a meaningful film. It's not just throwaway entertainment. It can live on and educate. And It's very of our time, though, you know, but... This ain't going away, this internet um, 
chat. Thing. Neither is neither is sexual predator. No. I mean, no matter what the tool, it's always it's always a, and neither is growing up, crossing the line from childhood innocence to it doesn't make you an adult just because you lose your innocence, but I guess that's how we perceive ourselves. The more hardened we get, the more jaded we get, the more bad things happen to us and the more bad things we're exposed to. Even if you watch the news all day, you feel kind of like you know, you're more aware of the bad in the world, and that makes you feel more grown up. I don't know why, but it just does, and that's what that's about. It's like, why, you know, you know why we have to grow up? Because there are assholes in the world around every corner. And I'm sure teachers aren't allowed to show R-rated movies to the, yeah. to their kids. But in this case, if there was any, you know. I don't know, they can make a tamer version of it or whatever. Well, if you have, like, an organization or you have, you know, a, a group of some kind for young women or, you know, um, shelter or, you know, things like that where you could, you know, you don't have the restrictions of educational system. But I still think uh, just one-on-one. You know, if you watch this and you feel like your teenage daughters are tiptoeing into places, you, it's, I don't think it's about, if I don't think there's anything family, wrong with sitting down it. with your... 13, 14 year old daughter as a family and all watching it and your sons I know you're going to be uncomfortable watching it but that's the idea and you know it's better to be a little bit uncomfortable and have a good talk than being very uncomfortable when your daughter does end up going down the street one of my favourite things in the entire movie is when the counsellor lady says we can't always protect the people we love yeah bad things happen to us all and then all we can do is is just be there to help get on you know help and that's it you can't be there for every like i can't protect everyone i care about even if it's like he feels completely responsible because he couldn't intervene ever or know what was going on and she just lays it out there like you just can't that's part of the son going off to college it's like also that thing of your son's been with you you've always looked at yeah now he is out of your arm's reach you don't you know there's even like i say nothing's throw away in this movie there's just a, a very small brief moment where He's coming back from college for the weekend, and his dad's. He says to his his dad says, "How was the train ride?" And he says, "Oh, I'm still hungover, um, a bit hungover." And you know, it's that realization of my son's not. not I thought li- it was just like okay. Yeah, but that's what I mean. <laughs> he, he was okay, but I mean, there's all that in there. There's like yeah, you have to think. My son's grown up. He drinks. He he's with girls at college. You know, it's the whole. And then he reflects as remembering back. First time he, the boy was in the pool, and the first time yeah. she was in the pool when they were two years the old. The differences between people. Being a parent, that's just me horrible. Horrible. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, you get the benefit of a few hugs and kisses now and then, and you get the pride of whatever accomplishments they do or we do. I was a child at one point. I do have a mother and a father, but the rest of it's horrible. The responsibility, the fear, the angst, the the the. You know, you feel the need to protect, and yet you can't. All if I that. had a eight-year-old girl or seven, eight-year-old girl, and I saw this movie, and I knew those teenage years were coming, <laughs> and I was a father, I would literally want to lock her in a room. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> with no computer, no telephone. <laughs> Just stay in there till you're 18. You'll be good, you know? Yeah, you but think? then she's a real... Then she's really a victim. Yeah. I mean, then she's really, uh, like, uh, prey. Because she She's knows so nothing naive, yeah. of the world, yeah. 
She's like Kristen Wiig in... Um, so you might have her watching like the most... Horror. You might be like, we're watching Predators to, or, to catch a predator. Now, come we're on. I'm just going to watch... I'm going to explain everything 24 to you. Hours a, 24 hour marathon of uh, Chris Hansen. Horrible, terrible things so that when you get in the world, you're going to know. And then she'll be like, I don't want to go out, Dad. I want to stay in my room. <laughs> locked away. So in conclusion, I think it's a must-see for Powerful. most people. Yes. If you're easily disturbed or whatever, maybe not. But maybe you should anyway, even if you are easily disturbed, watch it. And if you have daughters, and you know one of your friends has a daughter, and she's little... Recommend. It's not just recommend, and it's not like, oh, I don't like that kind of movie, or oh, we don't like that disturbed... I'm not saying show it to her, she's seven, or nine, or whatever she is, but I'm saying... Don't be so afraid of the subject that you don't keep it planted in your mind as, as you grow... As she grows up, just keep... Stop being a dude... And be a father who understands that there are men in the world who don't give a shit about your daughter or you. And that's just the way it is. And you need to kind of ease into that. And, you know, I have a father and I am a daughter. So I can say there would have been better ways for my father to have been a loving father, for sure. So we <laughs> so we recommend I do. Um So thanks to Millennium Entertainment for the Blu-ray and this week's contest. Just go to aschoolie.com, enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray... What is it, like throwing javelins or running or jumping off a cliff? What's yes, the contest consist of? All of those things. <laughs> so next week's uh, Blu-ray review is Hannah on Blu-ray. Um, we will be reviewing that one next week. So keep an eye out for that. So movie tagline fun... I'm going to do after recommendations. So let's do recommendations first. I'm going to go for... Why are you changing the format? Just for a laugh. So I'm going to go for, on um, mine, I'm going to go for Catfish, which is another look at... Oh, Catfish. Right, I thought, when I read it, I thought Fish Tank. So yeah, Catfish. Catfish, true or not, there's speculation on that movie. Still, I think, a valuable movie, as in, it's riveting. It also shows you a side of the internet... Um, about not knowing what you're dealing with, not knowing who's on the other side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very, very good movie. I know it's been yeah. speculated that, that it was all ho- hokey. But dokey. the concept is But there. the concept is worth viewing anyway. It doesn't matter if it was made up or not. It's very possible that something like that would happen. Um, and my other one is Megan is Missing, which is another movie that you've probably not seen. No. Which is another Internet Predator-style movie. But... Let me tell you, it is not... It's about the opposite of this one. Right, I get Let you. me just say. Yeah, okay. Don't tell me, but I get you. It's about the opposite. It's I not about seeking emotional resolutions. No. Okay. <laughs> it's worth seeing, but it's not coming from the place this one is. Okay. Because it's... Yeah. I'll okay. just leave you with that one. Just watch it. Because my recommendations might tip you off to what I, I understand what you mean. Right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> my turn? Eye for an eye. The daughter is... Yep. It's a... Um, yeah, who is Not it? Goldie Hawn. Is it? Sally Field. It's really it's really violent, that movie. It is. Because the do- young daughter, raped and murdered, the mother can't cope, and then goes on... Death the- Wish, also another. There's a lot of those. Charles Bronson. Uh, Mad Max kind of has an element of yeah because Death Wishes you know? well all but of the Death Wishes I thought you wrote Fish Tank which is again a young girl who's been manipulated to a degree in that moment and then her innocence even though she's got a rough life anyway wiped away by this dude who you know yep. same 
kind of plays it up as I'm your friend and I'm your this and that and then sort of sneaks in there and then does the deed and then I'm done kind of thing. Now that's another one, but that's not my recommendation. That one's Fish Tank from England. Mine are, I for I, like I said, uh, Heavyweights, only because. There's total nothing to do with it, but it's a funny little comedy. But the, one of the producers, Tom Hodges, who talked on the thing. Yeah, yeah, that guy. It was really familiar to me, so I looked it up. And he plays Lars, who's like... This training, it's a little, it's a camp for overweight kids. It's got Ben Stiller, and he's like an over-the-top, um, almost Zoolander-ish type fanatic about getting kids to stop being fat and all this stuff. And then Lars, who is this guy, who's the producer now of this movie, was in it, and I just recognized it. And so, but Heavyweights is good. It's a really cute. If you watch this movie, and then you you deal with the emotions, seen it, right? It's, if you can deal with the emotions of this one, and you need some lightheartedness, heavyweights will yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And then uh, my third one is Coal Miner's Daughter, which I've not seen for a long time. Coal Miner's Daughter, that one. I've seen Coal Miner's Daughter several right. times, but you but... know the thing is about it. She was thirteen. Right. The dude comes to marry her. The parents are like, okay. Um, she's never been with a man. It's a horrible beginning. He's abusive, but it's like accepted. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Now, it's a whole... Now, that was, what, 60 years ago or something like that? 50s, in the 50s. So, now, this girl's 14, and the idea, even, that a grown man... Because in the movie, he's a grown man. He's an older man. That a grown man would come to my house and say, well, I'd like to marry your 14-year-old daughter. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, there may be places where that's acceptable. I'm sure there are. But our culture, culturally speaking, we all are revolted by that. What about about the gypsies? Big fat gypsy? No, it's all young on young. It's not, I don't see, at least what I've seen, it's not a 50-year-old man and a 12-year-old girl or anything. It's 17-year-old boys and 16-year-old girls who are getting, I mean, they're getting married early, but it's all teens, you know. Not that that's good either, but that's why I thought of Coal Miner's Daughter, that the idea of that, if we were to watch it today with some young person or whatever, they'd just be like, what? Wait, what's, what the hell's going on? They're letting their 13-year-old daughter go off with some dude and get married and have babies and all this shit. I mean, crazy, crazy. And that's it. All right, so um, games and A-Scully stuff this week. This week I've been playing... Tagline fun. Movie tagline fun. <laughs> so um, I need to unveil... Movie tagline fun, movie tagline fun. All right. Movie tagline fun for this week. What is movie tagline fun? It's a game where one of us says a movie tagline and the other one has to guess what it is. And what is the score? Zero to zero. Correct. You have guessed zero and I have guessed Two zero. To, three to zero? Two to zero. Are we still keeping score? <laughs> you <laughs> apparently are. <laughs> Alright, so your tagline for this week and the listeners also can pause and try and guess this. Are you ready? Yep. Just because you are a character... Doesn't mean you have character. Oh dear. Have I seen it? Yes. With you? Mm, yes. Okay, that means it's old because you had to struggle. It's not a review movie? We did review it. Oh, right. Oh god, just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Sounds like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But that's not my guess. <laughs> I don't but, think we've ever but, seen that together. No. Um, just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Can you give me a year? <laughs> 20 questions. Hold on. I'll give you a year. 
<laughs> is it in the 2000s? Probably 92 or 91, maybe. Oh, right. I don't know. Pulp Fiction. Oh, my God. I should have just guessed that anyway. <laughs> good book. Good, um, yeah. Really yeah. good. It's actually a line from the movie also. That's but good. it is the tagline. Um, it's I'm a, surprised you didn't pull that on me earlier. It's a conversation between uh, um, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Very good. Okay. So that's one more for me that I got right. <laughs> it's still 2-0. <two> <laughs> All right. So 2-0, we should say, in your favor, by the way. Yes. So games and A-Scully stuff. This week I've been playing, and this came out on Tuesday, and it's kind of the surprise hit of the summer, I said to you. Um, Age of Empires Online. A lot of people probably won't know about this, but um, Age of Empires is a long-running RTS series. You've even played an Age of Empires game, I believe. What's RTS? real-time strategy game like Starcraft another game that I love but um, Age of Empires Online is a free-to-play online RTS by Microsoft it's on the PC but it's on the PC games for Windows Live so when you're playing it you're hooked into Xbox Live and all your friends list and your chat and all that is there it's absolutely free-to-play with a couple of Mm -hmm. um, caveats it's not absolutely free you can play it you can then, play the whole thing for free. Not the whole, the whole thing. thing. All you can play. You can play the whole thing for free. Actually, that's how it works. I've, I've but you it. can't get these downloadable things. You just said you paid for for free. I bought some content. There, yeah, are, there is content available. You don't need to buy it. Right, but that's the whole. That's still not the whole game. Then, if there's more. No, stuff the content's not content. The content's stuff. It's not new maps or anything. No, missions. It's it's better stuff for your people to make them better. So you can play the entire game, all of it, all the missions. In fact, it's a never-ending game, to be honest. It's a massively online... They can always add missions. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so... The missions don't really run out, because there's repeatable ones, you leveling up, etc. They've mixed kind of a an online RPG with an RTS game which I don't think has ever been done before and they did it really well because you have this city screen where you can build your city and you get things for your city by going out and doing the missions and you open chests and there might be a new building for your city in a chest that you can go and plant in your city and you're creating this big city which has stuff in the city which you can build things for your troops that can be used in the game so you can upgrade your troops by and you can buy stuff that's where the they call this a freemium game as in it's free but there is premium content that you can buy now the second you log into this game it says do you want to create a civilization and you say of course I do because I'm going to play I need a civilization there's two to choose from there's the Greeks and the Egyptians the second you click one and I chose the Greeks. Um, it says, do you want to upgrade your civilization? They're immediately, it says that. For um, $15, you can upgrade your civilization to a premium civilization that is able... See, the difference between the free civilization and the premium one is the premium one, you can have everything. You can unlock stuff. You can find stuff in chests and use it with the free one. Say you're playing with a free, free account and you open a chest in in the game and it's got the most fantastic piece of armor you've ever seen your troops will be amazing with this piece of armor and it's the rarest armor in the game without a premium civilization you can do nothing with it 
It will just sit there. It doesn't. So then you're not playing the whole game. Let's be honest. That's well, not you can play game. with the normal armor. Yeah, but can you? Yes, yes, you can. You could still win and finish every level without this stuff. It just makes it better if you can get this premium stuff. Now, the fifteen dollar entry fee, basically, which upgrades your civilization to a premium one, lets you have everything else. That is nothing else. I mean, you get you get everything. So. Basically, it's not a free game. It's a $15 game, if you like it. But how I see it is the free version. It's an extended demo, right? Yeah. Because you could sit and play the free version for 10 hours and then decide you don't like it. You didn't pay nothing. You're good, right? But if you think, well, I really like this. I'd like to delve a bit further and get some of this better stuff. Then you pay your money. I think that's kind of a wide-eyed view of it, but whatever. Not really. Because they're not nickel and dime. There's not thousands of things to buy. It's right. just like It's just like you upgrade your civilization... And then they make it very clear. Everything's now available to you. If you find the rarest of things, you can use it. You can buy everything now. Like in the but if you do play free, it's pecking at you constantly. Every chest you open, everything you do... No, it never even them. says anymore after the first time. You'll open a chest, all it will say is, this chest is only usable by a premium. That's what I'm saying, it pecks at you. It doesn't say, like, press it. It's not like, no. Okay, well, to of... me it would be. If, it, if you open a chest and you can't have it unless you pay, it's pecking at you. Obviously, I bought the premium I played it for I'd say three or four days before I upgraded to the premium version because I did realize that it would be I'd, I'd actually see I don't know if they do this on purpose but I'd found a couple of awesome things in chests and they were just sat in my inventory yes they did it on purpose and I was like these things are amazing I wish I could use them I don't them. mean to do this to you honey but I'm gonna burst your innocence bubble yes they do it on purpose because they want your money see I actually don't mind this because this is a really Mm. High production, full-on game that is very deep. You can play co-op. I've been playing it co-op with a friend all week. You both have your own cities. You help each other out. You go into missions together. It's very involved. It's really good playing. I'd prefer to do this than pay 60 bucks for the game. Right off the bat. not Right off the bat. Like and, it, then, yeah. and then in a week go, oh, I'm not really into this game. See, because it gives me a chance to know if I like it or not. Or I do like have it. a game where every chest you open, it's this is a dollar, this is two dollars, yeah, this that. is a dollar. I'd, I, that would put me off too. I like this model because, first off, I did. it's just a free download. Second off, I paid $15 and I don't foresee paying any more. I mean, yes, there are things, but they to me, useless. There's... You can buy like um So that's not it then. You you said you get everything. So no, you, you can buy like there's there's packs of decorations. Very similar to like in the Sims or whatever where you like maybe you'd get a set with like um trees. You could get the thing is though, the pack of decorations that you can buy, you can find those also in the game once you've got a premium civilization. So it's just if you're totally into making your city look awesome, you can buy a packet of Fountains and you know things mm-hmm. to make stuff look cool. It's absolutely not essential. So no, I don't intend on paying anything else. What I'm saying is you don't. But when you said it's all open, I mean it's all there for you. But it isn't because if you don't happen to find that chest, you don't ever get that thing. But you can go buy that thing if you want. I know. So I'm saying but the way I work, I don't buy uh, trivial crap that's like no use. I mean, I don't give a shit if I've got a, tr- a load of trees in my city. If I find some, fine, I'll put them in my city. But I wouldn't buy them. I'm not. It's the same I would not buy a skin for a car because it looks cool. If I play a racing game and uh, there's a red car with flames on it and it's $2, I don't want the red car because the silver one that they give you is fine. Do you get what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. care about that either. So some people, I guess, would pay everything, right? Keep paying. 
So I recommend it. It is free to try, of course. You can, I mean, not even free to try. Free to just have, like, go in and play it. But not fully. I think it's it's miss. It's not correct. I mean, they say. don't they don't skirt around the fact. Like I said, the second you make a yeah. civilization, they tell you that if you want to play properly, there's fifteen dollars involved in. Yeah, yeah. Which is better than World of Warcraft, where they want fifteen dollars every month. Off correct. You. I mean, literally every month. And for what? A similar experience, do you reckon? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, this is an RTS game, yeah. it's an RPG game, but the same kind of experience, just a different game, yeah. An online, persistent, you know, everything you do remains on the server, so when every time you log in, there's all your experience, there's all the things that you collected last time, nothing goes away, it's like that. It's kind of like you build a village, and you know, a civilization, and you have war with other civilizations and they can attack your village while you go to attack all that kind of stuff yeah there's missions there's a story that you're following like going through the ages and stuff you know Age of Empires you go through Iron Age Stone Age all those ages there's a story that you're going through and you know some of the missions require two players so you have to invite your friend to help does that add to it a lot Uh, I think that is what makes it to be it's I've done some single player missions because there are ones that you can only do on your own and then there are ones that say you can have a friend or do it on your own. It's always better if you take a friend with you. Because you've got double the chance, right? You've got double the army. It's like got... my thinking on The Sims. Why not make it online? And then have people come over to your house and go to their town and their house. And... The Sims Social went live yesterday. Oh, you can now sign on to it. I didn't get any notes or anything. And neither did I. I just found out through Joystick. I was on Joystick's main site. What's it look and... like? I haven't been there yet. Mm. I was going to go there today. Um, but now you can do it. So I'll after the show, we, we'll do it and talk about it. After this. the show. Um, so yeah, that's Age of Empires Online. The other big game I've been playing this week, and this is a huge one, uh, is Trackmania 2. If I've ever talked about Trackmania before, and I'm sure I have, it's mm-hmm. a PC game from years ago. You create your own tracks and race them. Loop the loops, all kinds of stuff. It's bananas. Well, this is the new version, Trackmania 2. It's a new graphics engine. looks modern day. That one was from eight years ago, the other one. So, it's the beta, though. It's not the full version yet. Um, the full version comes out in about a month. But I've been playing the beta. And the beta's only... They've let the community make some tracks. But there's not a lot of them right now. Because, you know, it's very limited. Yeah. Um, but so far, it's really fun. And it breaks it down into, like... Uh, it asks you where you live at the beginning. And uh, I'm actually number one in Missouri. So if you live in Missouri and want to take me down, off the, off, I'm the number one racer in Missouri. Talking Only in Missouri. Are you talking to me? I'm about like 20 million in the world or something. But, you know, it breaks it down by state, which is kind of interesting. And you can see all the players in your state. Right. And, like, join up with them to race or make a Missouri team and go against another state, you know. It's kind of a cool way. It's uh, Trap Mania, and you can get that at Ubisoft.com. Um, as far as I know the beta is only on for another week or so so you have to be quick but then you can buy the full game the full game's only going to be 25 bucks which is really cheap for what Trackmania is because people make tracks and when you log on you'll literally race a different track every time you play because somebody somebody made that track there are funny tracks where it's like stunts and jumps there are just serious racing tracks. It runs the whole thing, you know. So so that's uh, Trackmania 2. Been playing a little bit of Bioshock 2. Not much to say about that because it's an old game. We're just <laughs> running through it again. You're enjoying it? Yeah, but not as much as the first Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a cash-in, in my opinion. They tried to not really change it very much at all. 
Yeah. And that's kind of detrimental, I think, because I think you should always try something new. A sequel, if it's a story-based game, shouldn't be almost the same, I yeah. don't think. Um, and that's the problem with it. And the last thing on my list is uh, Celebrity Big Brother UK has started. I'm enjoying it so far. I think mm-hmm. we've only well, we've seen three episodes. So mm-hmm. we've been on three nights. Yeah. Who, who do you like and who do you not like? Who do I like? Um, I mean, you American listeners here, this is Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Now, most of most Americans wouldn't know any of these celebrities, would they? I don't think so. They'd know Tara Reid, who's from American Pie. She's an American. She's American. And, and then David Hasselhoff, they probably wouldn't know her, though. His ex-wife. Well, some people will. She was on Baywatch, Yeah, so. guest starring on, Gay- on Baywatch mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are English celebrities who... And not necessarily celebrities. Some of them are not, I, in my opinion. Some of them are like the model guy. Yeah, that's Like you say, he's not super well-known or anything. He's just a, a model yeah. guy. Well, celebrity doesn't mean no. famous, does it? It G- just means... Jedward are on there, which were two young... Americans are going to... What? Two young boys who... There's a show called The X Factor, which all you Americans will know all about in fall because it's coming to America. Um, but they were... Not the winners of the X Factor, but they became successful off the back of the X Factor. They're terrible. <laughs> they sing, sorta. I'm not. I've not been. I expected to be permanently with, a, like, I hate these guys on Big Brother. But so far, they've been all right. Uh, I feel like they're they're. I feel like this time they got them on there because it's coming back to Big Brother after they said it was cancelled. It's a different channel that it's on. And they want watchers and everybody else is um, unimportant. Absolutely. No one else on that show matters. They're just there. I think they'll be out. Jedward. Jedward. Because their names are John and Edward and then the public started calling them Jedward. And um, I think it's just a platform for them to be quite honest with you. I personally don't think they'll last more than three weeks. I disagree. Well, it's only three weeks long. I mean, three evictions. (laughs) I disagree. They got a lot of fans, brother man, and I think that's what it's for. I can be honest with you, I'll enjoy it, but I still think once they put them on there and agreed to it, all it is is more licking their ass. I also feel that there might be more celebrities to come in Mm. later, because they do that sometimes. Maybe after a week, they drop some more in there, so who knows. But it's on for three weeks, and then the real... It's the kind of show, like, other Americans have been, LaToya Jackson... Um, one year, and then... Uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, the the Jackson brother. The other Jackson brother. Jermaine. Jermaine Jackson. Um, she's not American, but uh, Sly Stone's... Sly mother. Stone. <laughs> Sly Stone. Sly Stone's Sylvester mother. Sylvester Stone's mother Bridget and Nielsen. ex-wife. Yeah, Bridget Nielsen. People like that. Yeah. Ice. Oh, Vanilla Ice. Was he on one of those? Or was, yeah, he was. Was Vanilla Ice on the farm? He, he was on the, the farm. I thought he was on Big Brother, too. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's it's Big Brother that... Well, there is Big Brother in the States, but the English totally one different. doesn't really resemble it. No, no, it? no, it's totally different. It's so much more fun. Yeah, it's just it's just a crazy kind of fun show. Switch your brain off, it's just... Absolutely. Entertainment. Um, so yeah, and that goes on for three weeks, and then the normal people come in, as I call them, but even though they're not really normal people. the um, They public, want to be famous. The public, because <laughs> they have another Big Brother that's not celebrities, just people. Which is usually pretty interesting as well. They always end up as celebrities, though, so... Yeah. You know? Um, So, that's my stuff for this week. What have you got? What have I got? What's the question? What's for dinner? (laughs) Leftover curry. Because yesterday, on another topic, I went to a family reunion and then drive... And that was really fun. It was... 
We've been planning it and putting things together over the last few months, actually. Just a little bit here and there. Made a banner. Made some little hand fans, you know, with the, the name of our family and the year on them. You know, the old-fashioned fans with the wooden stick. That, you know, you see it old. Was it hot in there? No, not at all. I turned When I got there, I got there two hours early. I turned the air down to 70. should have made it so they could use the fans. No, I turned it down. No, because I didn't want to be hot. Turned the air down to 70. So Because they were going to be, like, we thought 50 or 60. And we were right. About 60, a little over 60 people. People from, I don't know if you, any of you are familiar with family reunions, but it can be all kinds of configurations. Ours has always been um, my mother's father, okay? My grandfather had eight siblings. And through the years, our family reunions have been those eight siblings. It's a, a family name that comes from them. You know, then there, there's their parents and those nine siblings, one of them passed um, Early, uh, there were ten altogether. One died young. One died in a plane crash. And then there were the others. And over the years, those keep dying off. My grandfather's dead. All of his siblings are dead except for two: my uncle Wilbur and Aunt Inez. Those are the two oldest people on that branch of the family. Now, usually, that's all we stick to. And the fear is, like, once those two elder people are gone, will we all keep going? Well, this time we had people from the father of those nine siblings, one of his brothers, some of their some of his grandchildren right. and great-grandchildren ended up coming. That's just another branch of that same, the male family line name. And that was interesting because they were excited, would never met any of them before, um, barely even know they exist. You know, once you get up so far in your family tree, you just lose track of those cousins and stuff. And the story of how we they came to come, I think, is kind of interesting. My mother and my aunt um, worked to preserve this one small um, really old cemetery that's in a small town near where I live, and lots of our family and ancestors, several generations back, are buried there. A lot of the tombstones and stuff are either under the ground, or they're broken, or they're overgrown, you know, and people are sensitive about that. They want to do upkeep on it, things like that. Plus, we need to do genealogy. Sometimes you don't know who's a parent or who when somebody died, and people go to cemeteries. Uh, they do the rubbings, and they write all the oh, dates yeah. and stuff. But if you can't find the tombstone... You know, you can't figure out who's buried next to who or whatever. And you might lose a person from a family because you don't know if they existed. So my mom's there. She works on the committee thing to help keep it preserved. My aunt was there. And they said this man pulled up. Their la- their father's last name was Swindler. Now, that's not a common name. So no. this dude pulls up and he's walking around. And my mom had made this sign at the cemetery with a list of all the names and all this stuff. And... Here's the history of the of the church and the cemetery and all that. He's walking around and he's looking for something and they ask because they're the only ones out there. It's like on a hill way out in the country. Like there's not even a real road to it anymore. Right. They're like, can we help you find something? And or what's your family name? And he said, Swindler. And they're like, what? Well, that's a coincidence. Because that is totally weird. And he turned out to be the grandson of their grandfather's brother. Right. And... Just that, you know, that there was the... Otherwise, we would never have connected. And that was just a fluke on a Sunday afternoon. My mom and aunt decided to go and... That's weird. It is, And they don't live nearby there or anything. He just happened to be there for some other family business. So, and then it's just interesting. You hear other stories. We got a couple more interesting stories about... My, one of my grandfather's brother had been flying a plane alone. He'd been an instructor, a flying instructor for many years... And his plane went down. He was alone. It went down over like where the Bermuda Triangle is. And we, we've heard the story of that our whole lives. That a psychic actually directed them to the wreckage. True story. 
Um, and then there's this guy there, a cousin that we never knew existed, who said that he wanted to learn flying. So he went to this Jodine, who was my grandfather's brother. Jodine started teaching him. He had just about enough hours to get his pilot's license. And then Jodine, because it was sort of a volatile job, they upped and moved the, the airline, the teaching school, to another state. And this cousin then showed up to get his finish off his learn his education. Right. And they had taken all the logbooks, and then they got lost, and they couldn't prove that he had done all of his flying lessons, even though Jodine said, well, he, I did. I was in the plane with him for 30 hours and all this stuff. And he said, uh, the first time I ever got in an airplane was one of those small two-seaters, you know, side-by-side. Side. No, side-by-side. Side. Oh. Um, you know, pilot and autopilot, or autopilot, co-pilot. Uh, he said, uh, Joe had me sit in the pilot seat. I said, and he said on the other side, and I thought he's going to show me the controls. And he said, "Okay, this is that. This is the other thing. Now pull that. This this taxi down the runway." And the guy, the old, he's an old man now. And he's like, "I just said, um, I don't, I don't know what you mean." And he goes, "So just pull that throttle and do this and that." And he's like, "I was so, I just did it because I'm like, okay, he just wants me to feel." And he goes, "Okay, now take off." And he's like, "I'd never been in a plane ever in my life. You know, I was a young man, and he had me just take off, and that's how he taught." You're just going to do it. He was fearless. Like, we'll be... I mean, unfortunately, he ended up dying maybe, in a storm. Maybe, I was going to say, maybe, <laughs> fly, maybe flying a plane is easier than you think. Uh, no, I don't think that was the lesson to be learned there. But just his, <laughs> his the personality. So you learn things like that about people. I never knew him. My mother knew him. And was he was he she was very fond of him. He was not that much older than her, actually. Because another thing we realize is that my mother's grandmother had children for 20 years between her oldest child and her youngest, one every twenty year. years. No, uh, there were ten altogether, and most of them were in the first ten or eleven years. And then there was a big gap. There was like nine years difference um, between the youngest. How can you and have children next... for twenty years but only have ten? What I'm saying, I don't mean she had them constantly. I mean she was having children for oh, twenty I years. Oh, you meant she had a child every single time for twenty. Years. No, what I'm saying is she had her first child in like 1925 and her last child in 1935. Oh. So that means she had a son who was 19 or 20 when she had a baby. That was busy. So a lot of her grandchildren were coming up when the son was actually... So, you know, stuff like that I find pretty fascinating. You get tales of how their family grew because that's things that influenced my grandfather and his personality. I don't feel like... It trickles down to us, you know? I don't feel like you having an afternoon family reunion is a long enough time to experience those new people. It isn't, but the beauty of modern technology, well, we have, from this movie, the horrible side of the internet, we have the wonderful side where we got loads of email addresses, right, everybody's right. totally interested in going on Facebook and seeing the pictures, keeping in track of each other, they want to see each other's wedding pictures, and, you know, get more information. So you did know? you add a lot of new Facebook friends yesterday? I haven't added it. You know what I've done. I came home and crashed, I was so tired, and then today we watched a movie, so I've done nothing, but I plan to. Um... Lynn typed up all the names and addresses, my sister, and now... So, you are the opposite. You don't have family, you've got one aunt, and you don't have never experienced the connection. And, you know, I don't know most of these people, but it's just interesting, because you know you're influenced by the way my grandfather was raised, by the way his father was raised. You know, you, it all trickles down, like, and... um I think it's fascinating. And I look. we're going to plan another one for five years. I think that's our goal. And my Aunt Ione, bless her, so to speak, she's like 85 or something like that. And uh, 
She said, now so-and-so said to me that he wished we'd do this every year. And she said, I just think we'd kind of get sick of each other. And I said, well, how about every five years? And she put her hand on my shoulder and her hands are all bent up from arthritis. And she's kind of bent over. But, I mean, she's a fireball, right? And she goes, now, honey, I might not be here in five years. (laughs) And I said, well, honey, I might not be here in five years either. So let's just plan on it and see what happens. And she patted me on the shoulder, you know. And so, I don't know, I just think it's a... It's a fun thing if you have this kind of family. We didn't. We don't have in that afternoon, in that time frame. You know, when you don't know each other that well, there's no time for arguing or deep political conversations where people get riled up or I guess anything. It could get into that exactly. If you, I heard one passing comment that hinted at racism, and I kept on walking. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Turn around and lecture some old dude that I don't even know on how inappropriate that is. I'm just going to keep on walking. So I think that's good. The familiarity gets a little bit contentious. So a little bit is a good thing. You know, other than that, you know. And then uh, meaning of life, which I like to add every year. Learn things every week, every week, every year. (laughs) Learn things. And then learn to act on behave according to what you learn. Don't just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, and then repeat the same thing over and over and over. When you have the opportunity to learn how to improve your behavior and your point of view on life, do it. Don't be stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Um, no, thank you. No, thank, thank you for you. participating. I want to remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us all on Facebook, Twitter, Xbox Live, YouTube. Catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe and uh, listen on the page if you like. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sidtalk. She only takes emails from her family. Maybe. And maybe. Maybe. <laughs> And um, stay classy, Mr. Clive. Yeah, Mr. Clive Owen. More respect for Mr. Clive Owen. Um, that and Schwimmer, a- I bet. Actually, yeah, because yeah. I have nothing for him. No, no ties to him whatsoever. And this is a very makes him seem like a very decent man. Yes, to be honest. And I'm going to say, uh, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone's going to sneak in there and do it for you. 